Agent Power Huddle is a daily jumpstart. Hey, did I get your attention? We're doing something special for the next month. We're going to focus on now business. Like how do you generate income today, right now? My name is Jesse Zagorski. You probably know me as one of the regular hosts here, producer of the Agent Power Huddle. I'm also a broker associate with EXP. And what I keep hearing over and over again is agents that truly need to shift their business. The market shifted, they need to shift and they got to close the deals today. And so whether you're a brand new agent, this series is for you. Experienced agent, this series is for you. It doesn't matter. Agent on a team, team leader, we're going to give you strategies and techniques to figure out how to scale and grow your business to close deals today. Not in the future, not tomorrow, today. This is what we're focusing on all month, the techniques, the strategies you need. So welcome to the Agent Power Huddle. Hello, Agent Power Huddle. How are you today? Hello, Michelle, Indiana, and Autumn, and Mike, and APH for Agent Power Huddle. Okay, um, why don't you do me a favor? I'm going to turn my ringer off. I'll turn my ringer off if you turn your videos on. Does that sound like a deal? I mean, that's got to be a deal right there. Let me turn this ringer off. Who's ready to have the best day of their lives today? Hey, Alan, thanks for turning your video on. Now I, now I, now I'm not talking to a bunch of blank screens. I got Mike's pretty face on there, but who knows if that's really the way he looks like. Oh, it is the way he looks like. All right. Proof is in the, is in the video. But we got Michelle. Michelle, if you don't want to turn your video on, that's fine. That's fine. The gentleman will take on the show. I mean, you know, and Deanna, nice to see you as well. Um, but anyway, so my name is Dan Roshan. Today, we're going to talk about measuring your results, how that will help you to feel secure about your future. So except for Mike, raise your hand if you want to feel secure about your future. Does anybody besides me want to feel secure about their future? Mike, I'm only I'm only singling you out as don't raise your hand because um, they may think you're taking a right turn if you do so. And then, uh, all right, thumbs up works too. All right. So uh, if you want to uh, feel secure about your future, and this is going to be interactive conversation today, hopefully, <clears throat> what is it that you would want to measure so that you can have faith that you can make sales in your career? So what are the things that you would want to keep scoring? Before I ask you that, is anybody besides me a football fan? Am I the only football fan? Alan's a football fan? Fantastic. Deanna, welcome. You are such a beautiful person. I'm so grateful you're here today. That shiny, smiley face of yours. All right, Deanna, you're a football fan? I am too. And so how, uh, so we just finished week 17. We, we like I'm playing. Uh, the NFL just finished week 17 of the football season. And they're getting ready for the um, for the playoffs. And during those 17 weeks, they had winners and losers and a couple of ties, actually two ties this year, I think. So how do they know if a team won or if a team lost? How do they know? So how does the NFL at the end of a game, they play a game and at the end of the game, there's an ending. And then they say, one of you won and one of you didn't win. How do they know? By the score. Hey, they keep score. They keep score. Fantastic. So if we could think 
that the NFL and every other sport can keep track of who won or who did not win. And Thurman, welcome. Thank you for joining us. If you have a video, I'd love to see you. And if that's the way they track of who won or not, would it benefit you in your business if you tracked whether you're winning or not winning? Would that benefit you? Because if you want to improve, so let's go back to the NFL, for example. And if the NFL wants to improve their teams, or you say you're a team owner and you want to improve your team, wouldn't it make sense first to understand exactly where you stand, you know, where the, the metrics are, the measurements of where you stand before you take an analysis of, uh, okay, what needs to be improved? I guess that would be the coach more than the owner. Would that make sense to you if you were the coach of a team? First thing you're going to want to know is like, okay, what do they do really great? Where's the opportunity for improvement? Where do we need to focus on, et cetera? So in real estate sales, it's just like that. Because you are a business owner in real estate sales, and you know if your business is thriving or if it's winning when you measure the results. So what results are the simplest results to measure in real estate sales that will matter? And what I want to take a look at today is four results. Why four? Because could we look at more than four? Absolutely. Yet, when you focus on just four results, then it's easier to be able to track. We call that like the simple, that, that's like the game scoreboard. Now, the coaches also have a scoreboard, right? So the coaches are are tracking every single stat. They know number 23. They know how many yards on average he runs. They know if he runs to the left, he's able to you know get more yards than if he runs to the right, et cetera. They know every nuanced detail of that, right? But as a football fan, do you care? I mean, you may care about some of those nuances, right? But ultimately, what ultimately do you care about? The end score. Would you guys all agree to that? Ultimately. So Write this down, except for Mike. Then this time I'm really going to say, don't, don't, Mike, don't do it. Come back and, and write this down. You're going to have to memorize this one, Mike. So here's the things that we're going to keep track of. So the in these, uh, these, these scores, one leads into the next. So number one is how many appointments did you attend? Now I just bypassed a big one right there, which is how many conversations will you have? So you, and the reason why I bypass that is because we're going to keep it simple today and we're only looking at four metrics. So if we're only going to look at four metrics and we have to pick out the vital ones. So what I know is that if you're having zero conversations about real estate, how many appointments will you attend today? Zero. So if we focus on the first meaningful action that causes you to have to do something before it, that's the first thing we're going to measure. How many appointments did you attend today? The second thing that you're going to focus on is how many of those people who you met with hired you? So how many appointments did you attend today and how many hired you? Now, what I want you to do, because uh, I'm a sales agent just like you, I'm also a real estate coach, and I have a, a sales network in Northern Virginia. Actually, all across Virginia, we do Hampton Roads and the D.C., uh, Maryland uh, area as well. And so oftentimes I may be working with one of my agents and I may say something like, how many times did you get hired today? And sometimes they may say, I got hired today 
because somebody verbally committed to it because it makes them feel good. But did they really just get hired? So what causes that touchdown? What causes, like, there's something physically that has to happen for you to actually get hired. And what is that? You have to get it in writing, correct? You have to get an exclusive right to represent agreement, listing agreement or seller agreement, or I'm sorry, buyer agreement. So number one is how many appointments did you attend? Number two is how many clients hired you? Number three is how many closings did you have? And number four is what's your profit? Now, why do we measure profit instead of gross, by the way? We measure profit instead of gross because I've got a lot of friends in the real estate industry that are selling 100, 500,000 homes a year, 2,000 homes. Uh, I even have a buddy, he's selling about 5,000 homes a year. You know, a lot of those companies have a very, very small profit. Would that surprise you? So do you have to sell 1,000 homes a year? No. Not to have a profit. Yet, when you focus on the profit, when you focus on the end result, which is what's left over after your expenses and your cost of sales, then you're able to then uh, grow in a meaningful way. So let's go back into how to identify these gaps. So if an agent has a lot of conversations, and it tends a few appointments. So remember, that's the first thing that we're measuring there. Then what's the opportunity for that agent to change? So this is now when we're measuring the results, that what we can now take a look at, at how we can improve. So let's say you're an agent and you're having a lot of conversations about real estate sales, but you're having very, very few appointments. There's one of two things that you could change to be able to change the outcome of that. Who has a guess of what one of those two things may be? So again, you're having 100 conversations a day, but no appointments. Tons and tons of conversations, but no appointments. What could you change? Who has an idea? I'll give you the first one of them. Maybe you could change who you're speaking to. So maybe you could speak to people who uh, once upon a time, uh, I was challenged to have 100 conversations in real estate uh, in a day. So you guys know what I did? I went to the uh, Metro stop. It's like a, a, a subway stop in D.C. And I went there with my business cards and I st stood up because I thought this was going to be beautiful because it's a you know, it's a captured audience. And I ended up having 100 conversations that day about real estate. And guess how many appointments I set? Zero because I was talking to the wrong people, okay? They had no, like, they didn't care whatsoever about, um, you know, about, they just wanted to get home. In fact, I had to be able to have the conversation. I had to be able to, uh, I had to almost hide behind the pole so that I, so that instead of, you know, so instead, uh, if I wasn't hiding behind the pole, I noticed they would walk on the other side of the platform. I wouldn't even be able to have the conversation with them. Okay, so let's go back. So if you're having a lot of conversations, but few appointments, you have to change one of two things if you want to make a result, which is more appointments. Hello, Patrina. Thank you for having your video on. My fellow Virginian, though we're at different sides of the state. So um, so you're going to have to change who you're speaking with. What's another thing that you could change if you're not sending the appointments? 
besides who you're talking to, what else could you change? What you're saying. Boom. What you're saying. So, yep. So it's either. So, so here's the reality of it. If you're not getting the appointments, it's going to be one of three things is going to be your prescription. It's going to be, you have to say something different. So you're not saying the right thing, or you have to say it to different people. You're not saying it to the right people, or you have to say it more often. Now, in my example, I already, I already said, hey, you're saying it often enough, okay? So, if you're looking, I'm not getting enough appointments, the diagnosis to that is that one of those three things or more than one of those three things would have to occur for you to have more appointments. Does that make sense, everybody? You either need to say it more often, say it to a different group of people, or say a different thing. Now, what's important is that you're having conversations every single day of the week about real estate, at least five days uh, a week. My definition of a conversation about real estate is as follows. It is a two-way interaction where you ask a friend, a family member, or someone else, if they know of somebody who's in the market to buy a home, sell a house, or invest in real estate, or that you have a conversation with somebody who you may not know, but because you got them from some lead generation source, and you have a two-way interaction with them about real estate. So does that include a text? In my world, yes. But again, you make up your own rules. Does that include an email? In my world, yes. A Facebook message? In my world, yes. But remember, it's a two-way conversation. So if I send an email and I get nothing in return, does that count? Not in my world. If I send a text and they reply back to me, F you, Dan, does that count for me? Who wants to guess? Does that count? Yes or no? It does count. So I don't, if I gave a, a cold call, I'm circle prospecting, I gave a phone call and somebody says, you're the meanest Mr. Grinch, the, you know, the Mr. Grinch song. I was singing that last month to my daughter, right? You're, I'm not going to sing it, right? But you guys know the song, right? You're Mr. Grinch. You're the meanest, uh, what's the uh, 10 foot alligator, something, something, something. Whatever they say to you, I don't care. As long as there's a two-way interaction. Does that make sense to everybody? So you're either asking them, what are your real estate related plans? Or you're asking them, who do they know that may have some real estate related plans? My recommendation is that you get clear in your business. It's 2023. If you don't already have a clarity on this, get one today. How many conversations about real estate will you have each day? And quite frankly, I don't care if it's five. I don't care if it's two. What I care about now, certainly if it's 20, and for many, many years, for myself, it was 20. Today, for myself, it's 10. Why is it less than 20 for me? It was because once upon a time, I was one agent. Today, I've got an entire team that I lead that helps me and helps power my business. So when I have 10 conversations about real estate each day, those typically are, are, are nailing it. Very seldom do I go a day without setting an appointment. Very, It's an unlikely scenario that I go through a day without setting an appointment in real estate. When I started, it was well more than 20, actually. And then for many, many years, it was 20. But what's important is that whatever number you say is that you then stay with an integrity of that number. 
So if it's five, that's cool. But guess what? It's five every day, at least five days a week. Does that make sense to everybody? My recommendation is that your minimum be 10 if you already have a thriving business. Your minimum be 20 if you're struggling in your business. And if you have no business, then you have no business doing anything else other than looking for business. Are you guys all following me on that? So your only job description, if today's your day one in real estate sales, your only job description is to first identify how are you going to seek business and then two, go seek business. And that's it. So the amount of appointments will always lead into how many times you get hired. So remember, that's number two. So how many appointments do you have? And then how many times you get hired? Now, on average, you want to know how, how many, what percentage of the time that you get hired on average. For me, I get hired 85% of the time. It has not always been that high. It has not been that high until I began to understand and implement a process that allows for me to basically provide the value to contribute and to apply for the job before I arrive. For my listings, for example, I touch each person 12 times before I arrive. What are some of those touches? So I set the appointment, I attend the appointment, and then I get hired. But really, I get hired. So number two here is to how many times you get hired. Number one here is how many appointments did you get? But I actually get hired before I even attend the appointment. So how do I do that? I set the appointment. I have a phone conversation with somebody. I identify their motivation, their means, their objectives, et cetera. If they're a seller, I identify what is their expectation of me as your real estate agent and identify how much do you want to sell the property for. Then I'd go through a series of 12 steps to be able to share with them why they should choose me. Step number one is I pull out my phone. I get off the phone with them. I pull out my phone again. I look into that little dot up there at the top and I film a 10 second video. And that 10 second video, I just simply say, Deanna, it was really nice to uh, talk to you. I look forward to helping you. Want to put a name with a face. I'll see you on Thursday to take great care of you. I film that quick video. I put in a text. Mike, I look forward to helping you. And I send that text with the video. And in the video, I'm saying, Alan, I look forward to helping you. In the text, I'm saying, Alan, I look forward to helping you. So I've already closed them two times on my first touch after the phone conversation. The next thing that I do is I send them a Google Calendar invitation. In that Google Calendar invitation, it says, Thorman, I look forward to helping you in the Google Calendar invitation. So now I've sent them a video. Hello, thank you. I sent them a text. Hello, thank you. I sent them a, uh, a, a Google Calendar invitation. And now I send them an additional two texts between now and the appointment. The additional two texts that I send between now and the appointment include, hey, is there anything that I didn't ask for, uh, uh, from you to prepare for the opportunity to be able to help you? Again, pay attention to the presumptive languaging. Then I uh, direct them to a, um, uh, to a webinar that I produced. 
How did I produce that webinar? I got my buddy Frazier. I bribed him with two cigars. And I said, Frazier, let me grab you for an afternoon. I want you to film me and ask me every single question about how I could add the value of thirty dollars to $60,000 to a home before they put it on the market. Asked me every single question. He asked me for about two hours. I took those two hours. I gave them to my virtual assistant team. By the way, I have a virtual assistant team. If you're looking for VAs, let me know. And um, they're well-trained, of course. And they produced a 45-minute webinar, which I then text to my people that I'm about to get hired. So that's the Google invitation. That's the webinar. That's a, a general text. That's a video text. I send them a series of three emails. In those three emails, I have testimonials, video testimonials about how I help people sell their house. I have examples of the marketing that I'll provide for them. And I've got other videos that are demonstrating to them how I'm going to be able to help them. I then share with them a pre-listing packet, which once upon a time, my pre-listing packet was in a folder. Today, my pre-listing packet looks like this. This is a book that I authored. It's a 79-page book, which handles every single objection before I even get there and also handles every single um, scenario before I get there, including a divorce, including an investor, including a uh, you just inherited property, including a move up, move down. Every single scenario, I address it in my pre-listing packet. Deliver this to their doorstep. If you're interested in getting a copy or being a co-author, you can go to nobrokemonths.com. That's nobrokemonths.com. You can get licensing rights to that. However many uh, touches that I'm at now. So there's three emails. There's the pre-listing packet that I deliver to their doorstep. There's a handwritten card that I write. I deliver that handwritten card to them in the mailbox, United States Postal Service. I give them a phone call before I meet with them. And these are some of the ways that be. So remember, we're going back to step one that we're measuring is how many appointments that you attend. Number two is how many times you get hired. So these are all the things that I'm getting that I'm doing up front before the appointment so that I get hired 85 percent of the time. Now, from the point of view getting hired, the next thing that we're measuring is going to be. How many closings do you have? Now, there's a big thing in between how many times you get hired and how many closings that you have. And that big thing that you measure in between those two is what is the value that you provide to them? Because if you're not providing them with a value, you can get hired often and have few closings. Yet, if you're providing them in a, a value, you're going to have more closings after you get hired. What are some of the things that distinguish your value as a real estate agent? Name out one, yell it out, take yourself off mute or type it in. What's one thing that you provide to your people that is valuable? Go ahead for experience. Go ahead. Your experience. Deanna says staging. Thurman was going to say something. Uh, negotiations. Skills. Negotiations. Negotiation skills. What else? What's a what's something that you provide as value? Marketing campaign. M marketing. Market knowledge. Connections. Relationships. 
the know-how of the process and the ability to explain the process in a way that you're preventing predictable problems. Pricing. Market trends. Inventory. What's the difference between an inventory today than a, a year ago? Interest rates. What's the difference between the interest rates today than a year ago? What does that mean to you? Where's the, tre the trends of the interest rates? The infrastructure improvements of your community. If they're building a, if they're widening the highways, will that have an expected return of improving the values to the communities? If they're adding a metro uh, stop, would that potentially improve the value? These are some of the things that you could do to provide a value to your consumer, to your client. So again, it's first thing we're measuring is how many appointments that you, are you gonna have? Number two is how many um, times you get hired, which is really happens before the appointment. Then you provide them an incredible amount of value and the more value that you provide them, then the more times you'll go to closing. For me, I get hired 85% of the time and I go to closing 85% of the time. My business has not always been that efficient. I have ranged over the last 15 years between 65 and 85% for each of those metrics, meaning that I have gotten hired as little as 65% through time and I have um, gone to closing after I got hired as little as 65% of the time. But if you look and if you can improve that to the from 65 to 85, from doing a better listing consultation, which happens before, and if you can improve it from 65 to 85 between the times that you get hired to the times you go to closing, think about the increase of your business is almost or it's, it's more than 50% greater. So would anybody want a 50% raise? Now, how was I able to determine the inefficiencies in my business to be able to recognize that I had the opportunity to improve those conversion rates? It's simple. Just like the football teams, I kept score. And when I kept score and I realized I just went on 10 appointments and I got hired six times. Hmm. Well, that's better than 50%, but I still don't think that's where I should be. I started looking to say, what could I do differently? And then I would end up getting hired eight and a half per, uh, times. And then six and a half of them would go to closing. And I'd have that conversation again. And so then I would understand, well, where is it in my business that I'm going to improve? The last one is profit. How much money do you put into your pocket? So profit, again, just like everything else, if your profit's stinky, then that's an opportunity to take a look at what are my expenses? How am I spending my money? Because if I'm bringing home 20 cents per dollar and I'm working really, really hard, is that the life that I, that I want to design? So that is the value of today's class of being able to, um, to, to focus and to be able to track and measure the results so that you can feel secure about your future. What are your ahas today? We've got two minutes left. Who'd like to share an aha, please?
not an aha, but I'm on your website. I'm looking for that uh, 79 page book that you uh, were talking about. The VIP services. Yes, sir. First chop down and uh, should be on there somewhere on the left. All right. Thank you. You're welcome. What ahas do you have? I would say uh, thank you, Dan, for the awesome presentation. And I made it to the office here, so that's good, too. Uh, but you mentioned uh, kind of touching them 12 times before the appointment. And I think that's brilliant because you're absolutely right. You know, at that point, when you show up, it's a much different appointment than when you set the appointment. And then the next time you're talking to them is at that appointment, right? You're going through this whole discovery period. And relationship building that you've already done and yeah. so that that was an aha for me to kind of continue with that and even step it up i usually do a video text and a text you know and then okay. confirm later so maybe three or four so the aha for me is you know 12 that's awesome what i realize is that if i ever am on a listing appointment and they ask me dan why should i hire you i know i didn't do my job Right. Unless if I'm talking to a small majority, 15% of the population who aren't going to look at anything that I share with them. And if that's the case, they're going to make a decision in two seconds anyways. So if they say, why should I hire you? I say, because I'm going to get you the most amount of money. You're going to hire me right now. And I'll tell them to hire me right now. And they will. Right. Because that's Love unusual. It. Yeah. All right. Hey, listen, if you're interested to find out more about those 12 steps next Monday on January 16th, I've got a free challenge, five days. I'm going to go through five days, one hour a day of teaching you exactly how I've taken 79 listings in the last 12 months, how I've had no broke months since 2008 with an average of 10 sales every single month. So if you want to know how to do that, I invite you to the upcoming challenge. It's free at www5 daylistingchallenge.com. That's the number five, daylistingchallenge.com. Register to save your seat today. It's going to be a big event and uh, it'll be fun and instructional and you'll be able to look right over top of my shoulder and I'll show you the exact steps. You guys have the best day of your lives to you having no broke months. I'll see you guys. If you'd like more information or to get connected to the Agent Power Huddle, join our free Facebook group. This call was designed for the agents in our EXP organization, but open to any agent from any brokerage. If you're a guest and you're interested in learning more about EXP or our specific resources within the Agent Collective, reach out to the person who invited you to this call to get more info. Produced by the Agent Collective Media Network.